documentary Our Voice Our Heart will premiere at the 2023 Darwin International Film Festival. The movie was produced and uh, directed by Tread Creatives uh, Lawrence Good and co-directed by Justin Grant, who is also the production's Indigenous consultant. Our Voice Our Heart is also co-produced by Jackson DeSantis. And I'm happy to say... The filmmakers have just joined us on NITV Radio to shed some light on this groundbreaking movie. Gentlemen, welcome to NITV Radio. Thanks so much, Bertrand. Thank you. Thank you, mate. This is a movie that uh, is being released at a very momentous time when uh, all the conversations around the country are about uh, voice to parliament with uh, heated debates on both sides, the yes campaign and the no campaign. You come from... Uh, situation where you raise a question how will people be able to vote if they don't understand what's at stake you know we're not pushing a yes or no we're just trying to find out like what people think and see if we can answer the ones that are confused you know we don't obviously have the answers for everything but uh we just wanted to listen to the people we listen to the yeses listen to the no's Um, Because me and Jackson, throughout this film, uh, you know, we're not really uh, political type of people. So we go on a learning journey and we want the audience who don't know as well to come on a learning journey with us to Mm. see if um, we can try and develop a stronger reason (laughs) before the um, vote coming up. In the movie, you crisscross the Northern Territory, putting the question to community elders and uh, opinion leaders and other community members to gauge uh, what they know about uh, the voice campaign and uh, the referendum. But uh, the movie starts uh, by uh, putting the question to a proponent of uh, the voice, uh, the Yes campaign, Thomas Mayo. Mm -hmm. So I guess one of the things was we felt like First, we have to get the pitch, you know, hear from the source what what is being proposed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what is incumbent on us all is to interrogate what the proposal is and then follow it up with some understandings of what that might mean. And so that's why we wanted to go and talk to Thomas and some of the other leaders at Baronga Festival about, all right, you're all pro-yes, tell us what is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first starting point rather than the starting point necessarily needing to be, all right, now I need to understand every perspective and all the information. When we like just get the pitch and then go and see whether that actually stands up. Mm. And we also wanted to, you know, like with meeting Thomas Mayer, you know, we also wanted to touch base with different communities before we um, meet up with him because we wanted to see if what the communities want um, match what um, Thomas was saying. In the movie, you illustrate that uh, the people will be the most affected by the referendum, uh, also the most uh, disadvantaged, and uh, they're the ones who understand the least about uh, the ongoing campaign about the referendum. Yeah, so it's very interesting getting um, all different sort of different sorts of answers and and um, attitudes and perspectives from every place in person that we went to um, and it was it was great to sort of just because uh, a lot of the people that we spoke to weren't too aware of how the referendum was 
you know, structured and was going to go either. And um, back in school, I knew what a referendum was, but I didn't realise the, the referendum had the importance and the potential to change something in the Constitution of Australia, which was something that I learnt of, Thomas, which was great. Um, and, yeah, after speaking with all these people, you felt so much more informed and um, I think that's what that f the film sort of promotes as well as the the sense of meaning and, and satisfaction you get when you pursue information that you need or you don't know too much about a, about a particular topic. Along the way, you met a lot of uh, leaders. I saw uh, some aunties who really ask a very, very pertinent questions. Uh, mm. who also gave their view that they will not be voting yes because uh, they have their own reasons why. What's the most common reason uh, that people are giving for voting yes or no? Well, um, in the, I reckon most of it was about the next generation coming through. Yeah. Um, a lot of the elders and leaders we spoke about, you know, we asked them what their ideal uh, model of the future is and pretty much all of them um, like you know or at least the vast majority said we just want to make sure the next generation coming through can continue to um, uh, keep the traditions and culture alive when you know when those elders and leaders have passed on a lot of them were concerned about the you know disengagement that the the young kids have in this day and age um, and that's something that is you know that's something that's that was a common response amongst all the leaders and elders that we spoke to and yeah, it's um, it's a I think it's been a constant challenge. But yeah, that was the. I think there there's, there was like a division kind of around hope and trust, you know. And there's yeah. people that feel like there's a, a lack of trust for you know what this might mean. And then you have certain you yeah. know people and leaders who are seeing a hope that this is something that could bring something different and. We weren't really going out to have a political discourse, really. You know, we were trying to approach this differently and talk to people less in terms of how we vote in the referendum and more in terms of, like, what does your future look like? Mm -hmm. And and can we see a pathway for that future that you're, you're hoping for or dreaming of through what the, the pitch of the, you know, the voice to parliament is offering? Yeah, and I, I think like um, you know, going off what Lauren's saying, and you know, I for me, I was feeling as well, like the um, the overall feeling for me of what I got from the communities was that a lot of politicians and a lot of people come in, and they make um, these promises to the communities, and um, get the communities people's hopes up. And um, and the community get excited about it, and then they don't follow through with it. And there was a lot of, you know, is this another promise mm -hmm. that they're going to make that won't come true? You know, um, that's kind of the vibe that I got from a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and people spoke about uh, the petitions that uh, were made previously, the Buck petitions, mm -hmm. uh, the Bob mm -hmm. Hawke uh, promise that never eventuated. Yes, some people really have uh, actually memories that uh, go deep in history. They don't forget. They know their history. Mm. Yes, yep. certainly. Yeah. Very educated people at Bush, you know, very smart in their political movement. You know, stern people too that we met. It was um, quite empowering being out on community and seeing these leaders be real, um, you know, 
poignant with their words and listening to how they spoke about politics. It was like they knew so much more about politics than me and Jackson knew at times, you know. Mm. We were kind of like, whoa, that's crazy. Mm. But it was good for us to learn what the community politics are as well going on this journey. And uh, how did you select the people you spoke to in uh, your documentary, Our Voice, uh, Our Heart? Yeah, tell us how you selected, recruited the people who appear in the documentary. We reached out uh, through a variety of networks, whether they're you know, personal family networks um, and then local government areas and mm-hmm. then um, people who you know have a profile that are from different areas. And we kind of had three things that we were asking everybody was – who who has the ability to to talk to us? You know, yeah. who is who is the right person that can can speak in these types of conversations? What types of uh, cultural representation do you want us to show? Like, what can we participate in and show that this is not just a conversation that where we doorstop you and get you you to say something sensational and we walk away? Mm. We actually wanted to see and experience and be a part of what type of you know cultural traditions whether it's songs whether it's dances with mm-hmm. making dirges whether making spears you know we wanted mm-hmm. to know what could we do to, to 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 feel a sense of the culture that's alive there as well as yep. just what you know um, people might have to say and then the third part of that was like the the land and sort of what connection to the land and what's appropriate for us to to film and show mm-hmm. there and and understand what the meaning is there and how can we impart that to the audiences at large who I suppose aren't really connected to these rural communities and, and no. the meaning of, of right. community and culture and leadership <clears throat> are all quite different. And I think that that's, that's quite complicated for a, an urban audience that isn't Indigenous to, to comprehend and understand. Mm. And I guess yep. we wanted to impart that feeling that life is kind of different out here. You know, but without Absolutely. isolating people and making them feel like disconnected, we wanted mm-hmm. to show that that's a that's something to celebrate. And in some ways too, like it's so uh, for me anyway. Like watching back some of the footage that we did, that did make it into the into the film. As um, it, it makes you, you know, for me anyway, it makes you want to go there. It makes you want like you know, we captured the beauty in the footage, like the guys and the team did. They did an incredible job and really made the places, you know, captured the raw beauty of these communities. So it's um, hopefully that's enough to sort of provide a bit more of a stronger context for the viewers at least, and then that way it can take them one step closer to understanding what the elders and leaders actually have to say, hopefully anyway. Yeah, I think yeah. like when, when me and uh, <coughs> Lauren sat down, you know, and we talked about the cultural protocol ways of going into community, and um, touching base with the elders and all of that and running how we want to do this. It's, uh, you know, pretty remarkable what we did because, um, you know, never really has um, somebody gone in with only two to three days um, into meeting people and come out with questions and, answer, uh, you know, come out with um, the experience we had because, you know, uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking when we started that process because we're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to be, um, 
you know, what we're essentially asking is for to go into these communities and ask them to accept us. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, you know, straight off the bat, and we only got three days to make a turnaround, but, <laughs> you know, so it was kind of like we knew we were going to face that challenge, but when we went out there, the you know, we were welcomed in. And, mm. um, you know, one of the things that we wanted to showcase is, different tribes, different traditions, you know, you got the saltwater people, you got the desert mob, you got all these different clans that do ceremonies different, you know, we're not all just one people and that's mm. kind of what we wanted to highlight as well in the film, that we're not, uh, you can't really generalise a one people, you know, mm. we're all different tribes, different traditions and, um, you know, that was kind of going into the process we wanted to really make that strong as well as well as asking the questions um, that are important to the communities yeah as much as you learned from uh, questioning and uh, getting the answers from the communities do you feel that your interaction with uh, the different leaders has made things clearer or, or what impression mm-hmm. have you got yeah, I think when you when you speak to people face to face in their on their on their home turf, so to speak, um, and you hear see their body language and their tone. It all it all matters to me, um, and it should. And uh, it just it's it beats you know it beats something like a um, like you know any other form of communication. It's the most it's the best way to you know get someone's intentions across is by face to face and you know actively listening and. Hearing the different ways that people, you know, articulated their points was really cool. Some people spoke really softly and slowly. Some people spoke with, you know, quite a strong voice and, you know, um, quite forthright, which is, and it was, you know, it was really, really cool to sort of see the differences and they all were very effective in their own way. Yeah. The, the referendum is just within a few weeks' time, but... I believe this would have been really very informative and very eye-opening for if the same questions were actually put to people right across the country. We tried our very best, and our initial plan was to do all of the NT, you know, and we are grateful for the funding that we had got access to to do what we have done, but it really only gave us half of the initial plan, mm-hmm. and then we were hoping that that would roll into opportunities to talk to to people across the country but the challenges of something like this is that you know there were, there was no firm dates around anything so nobody mm. really wanted to commit um, even though we all knew it was happening you know um, we only got talking about it in April we got our funding sort of approved in in May, we shot in May, June, we cut in July and we had the film Street of Gama in August. It was sort of, that's not normally how you make a feature documentary. Yeah. It would take six months to a year or longer than that, yeah. Um, so, but even that, it was kind of like, any time before that, nobody was, you know, everybody was too scared to talk about it or not ready to talk about it Mm. but then if we did it even a a moment later then it would have been too late to get into any kind of channels to distribute and and to get out in front of people so you know in some ways we've tried it's mission impossible (laughs) and the fact that we've managed to get the places in that we did we feel relieved that we've got that much coverage i suppose Yeah. Yeah. yeah 
Now, the film will premiere next Sunday, the 17th of September. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. to from there? Because it will be at the Down International Film Festival. What other key dates uh, should we be looking at uh, when we hit the big screens or even the streaming platforms? Yeah, so we are lucky to say that um, we've got a deal with Umbrella Entertainment to take it to cinemas across Australia, the independent ones. We're talking to them now about what that will exactly look like. We're aiming for a um, Thursday 28th of September to do a a big launch um, across the country with that. say that with a bit of an asterisk <laughs> <laughs> um, and and likewise we're finalising a deal with um, SBS NITV hopefully it goes up on the 1st of October um, mm-hmm. to On Demand and will be streamed uh, and will be shown on broadcasts on NITV so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the plan at this moment, they're not 100% locked in those times and dates but that's that's what we're aiming for and uh, Adelaide Film Festival as well. Yeah, yeah and yep. so again, we're uh, confident of screening with the Adelaide Film Festival, but we're, we're that hasn't been officially announced. So oh, I don't right. think we can talk about that, unfortunately. Just at Darwin Film Festival, it will be <laughs> Sunday the seventeenth of September, yeah, seven p.m. Um, come check it out. I think it's at the Deck Chair Cinemas. Deck Chair Cinema. Correct. Yeah. Tickets through diff.net.au. Yep. And more than half have already gone, and uh, they're going pretty quick. So yeah, whoever's well. listening in Darwin, or if you're in Darwin around, please come yeah. and have a squeeze. We also have the opportunity for community groups or communities to get access to the film to screen privately for themselves, and that's online, and we're supporting uh, corporate screenings for a cost and uh, community-based organisations and NFPs for a donation only. Everything kind of goes through the website, which is ourvoiceourheart.com.au, and people can register there to do a screening. And we've had an amazing response. And we've we've got people from as, you know, small as like little independent aged care centres saying, hey, you know, can we screen this for our, you know, for our um, people? All the way to some some large corporates that you know are keen to you know share it amongst their all of their employees as a as a gateway to start talking about the referendum and getting people engaged um, and that's all we hope this film really does. Yep. It's, a, it's a stepping stone. We're not trying to answer people's questions. We're just trying to get them engaged with their own questions so that they can get up and answer those questions for themselves and then make a vote with purpose. Definitely a film that's. Uh come out at the right time now gentlemen thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV radio today thanks so much Bertrand cheers man you're welcome